The Soccer Gambling Podcast is presented by Wimbet. Wimbet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to in-game odds, Wimbet has what you need to win. Sign up today. Bet $100. Get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. You are listening to the EPL show here on the Soccer Gambling Podcast. You can follow the Soccer Gambling Podcast on Twitter at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. They are at the SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. And finally, you can follow the Twitter account for LockBetting.com. It's at LockBetting.com. That's at LockBetting.com. That is the same handle for the Instagram and the TikTok account as well. If you look at the at LockBetting.com Twitter account, you will see the pin tweet is the PL from the previous month. It always is. At the moment, you can see the month of December. And December features the World Cup futures. And December was the 115th month in a row, undefeated with transparent track profit. So moving on with this edition of the EPL show, let me just tell you off the bat, the game between Arsenal and Manchester United will be covered exclusively over on BetMUFC. So that is the game of the week. It happens on Sunday and it will be on the edition of BetMUFC that is released on Saturday. So we begin with another huge game. Usually it would be a bigger game, but now it is to keep alive the chances of finishing in the top four. Both of these two teams are fading fast after poor starts to the season. It's Liverpool at home to Chelsea. Liverpool are the 10 to 11 favourites. It's 11 to 4 on the draw and it's 29 to 10 here on Chelsea. Liverpool's start to the season has been so poor that they have no chance of winning the league. But somehow, Chelsea's has been even worse, despite Todd Bowley ploughing millions and millions and millions into Chelsea and bringing in Graham Potter from Brighton, paying a compensation and bringing in Potter. It hasn't worked for Chelsea and I cannot see them improving here against Liverpool. Liverpool have been poor so far this season. But one place they haven't been poor is at Anfield. They're still managing to show some consistency there. So despite the fact that both of the sides have been poor, Liverpool's Anfield record definitely gives them an edge in this clash. They've lost just one of their last 15 home games this season in all competitions. And they face the Chelsea side who have lost six of their last nine matches. So we saw Thomas Tuchel leave um, early on in the season. Graham Potter came in, made a solid start, a good undefeated start to begin with. And then suddenly things have gone off the rails, despite the fact that Chelsea do have all of these new signings. There doesn't look to be a real strategy at the club. Are these Potter signings? Are they Bowley signings? How is this going to work out? How are you going to keep the players happy? Who's going to start? They still haven't addressed the issue of a goal scorer, yet they can still manage to play um, eight wingers in their lineup if they want to. So things look like a bit of a mess at Chelsea, whereas at Liverpool, it looks like an ageing squad that is coming to the end of its peak. Yes, they've signed replacements, um, like 
likes of Luis Diaz, the likes of Cody Gakpo, but Diaz is injured at the moment and Gakpo hasn't settled in as yet. Sadio Mane looks like to be a big miss. Van Dijk's also out for the back line for a couple of months, but he wasn't making a big difference defensively anyway, as it has been very easy to score on Liverpool so far this season. It would not surprise me to see Chelsea doing the same, but as I said, at home, Liverpool have still been relatively Liverpool-like and I think that will give them the edge tomorrow against Chelsea at Anfield. So your first pick here for this show will simply be to take Liverpool on the money line to make things worse for Chelsea here and we'll take them at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110 here in this one. Up next, we look at a relegation six-pointer as Bournemouth host Nottingham Forest. This was a game earlier on in the season where Nottingham Forest went 2-0 up at home and Bournemouth came back to win by three goals to two. This looked like a crossroads in the two-team season where Bournemouth would start picking up points and move towards safety and things got a lot worse for Nottingham Forest. But now, post-World Cup, things have moved in the opposite direction once again as Bournemouth are now struggling to pick up any points under Gary O'Neill and Nottingham Forest have gone on a great run that has seen them move close to mid-table. Despite the contrasting form of the two sides... They do have them equal here at the books. It's 17 to 10 on Bournemouth. It's 17 to 10 on Nottingham Forest. And the draw is available at 21 to 10. I think I like Forest in this spot. And I like the guarantee of getting my money back if it's a draw. So if given the choice between who wins this game, Forest and Bournemouth, and not losing money, if there is a draw, I'll definitely take Nottingham Forest given the recent form. So Nottingham Forest in the draw no bet market as a pick makes the world of sense to me at the price of 10 to 11 minus 110. Forest have only lost one of their last six Premier League matches. They are also in the EFL Cup semi-final. They play Manchester United on Wednesday. Bournemouth come into this one having sustained 11 defeats in 19 league games so far this season. They failed to score in each of their last four in the league. And um, no Nottingham Forest player this season has scored more Premier League goals than the four that have been scored by Brendan Johnson. And he is part of the solution at Nottingham Forest. Being able to find a player like that in the EPL who can put the ball in the back of the net is always crucial. It's been a big difference. When you look at somebody like Fulham, who have found Alexander Mitrovic. They had Alexander Mitrovic last time they were in the EPL, but decided that they weren't going to play him. They made a decision that the, the goals that he scored in the championship wouldn't carry over to the EPL, and he found himself on the bench. Marco Silva hasn't done that, and they have found their Premier League goal scorer, and in Brendan Johnson, perhaps, Nottingham Forest have, whilst by contrast, Bournemouth are now going through a extremely dry spell in front of goals, failing to score in each of the last four contests. So, I favour Nottingham Forest here in the draw no bet market with the protection of getting my money back. If it is a draw, we take Forest as a pick here at 10 to 11 minus 110 here in this relegation six pointer. Up next, we move on to the game between Leicester and Brighton, where Leicester are the five to two home dogs here. It's 13 to five on the draw and it's even money here on Brighton. Previously, I felt that Brighton were overvalued in the market and um, I took Everton to get something at home against Brighton. That was a big mistake. Brighton put Everton to the sword and it would not surprise me to see them doing the same to Leicester, who have been very poor since the season resumed. So despite the fact last time I argued that Brighton were were made too short against Everton, they made me look silly. I'm not going to make that mistake again. I do like Brighton. However, the one player I like a little bit better 
is to take the over two and a half goals here. I, I don't see a game here between these two where we don't see three goals. Brighton's games are full of goals and I expect them to be able to find a net comfortably against Leicester whilst at the other end of the pitch. I also expect Leicester to score here in this one at home. The onus will be on them as the home team to get a positive result here and I think as they approach the game with an attack-minded intent, it will open up more gaps for Brighton. Brighton only play one way anyway and they play even more direct under De Zerbi and have scored even more goals and been involved in even more high-scoring games since he took over. Brighton certainly have the form coming into this one. They have won four of the last five matches in all competitions. Brighton have also scored at least twice in each of their last five games in all competitions. If they can do that again, all we need is for them not to keep a clean sheet here to cast a selection on the over. Five of Leicester's nine home league games this season have ended with Leicester losing. So the home ground here, the Walkers, is far from a fortress and I expect Brighton to make things even more miserable for Leicester. But my main lean here is on the over two and a half goals. And we take that selection at a price of 45 minus 125 here in this one. Up next, we move on to the game between Southampton and Aston Villa, where Southampton are the narrow underdogs here at 13 to 8. It's 12 to 5 on the draw. And Aston Villa, the narrow 6 to 4 favourites to pick up the win here in this one. Southampton's win against Everton was huge, definitely a step in the right direction, giving Nathan Jones' team a fighting chance of staying up. I do believe they, they should have been favourites here at home. I think they'll be far more incentivized than Aston Villa, who have done very well under Unai Emery, but they're lingering in that limbo area. They're not going to go down this season. They're not going to get into the European places and uh, they are out of the cup competition. So already there really is nothing on the line for Aston Villa at this very early stage of the season. Of course, that's better than being involved in the relegation scrap, scrap where Southampton are. But when you're looking at this game and handicapping it, you would say that Southampton are the more desperate. Therefore, I think it's worth taking Southampton here as as in the drawn a bit market as a pick at the plus money price of 21 to 20. They are on a three-game winning streak in all competitions coming into this one. And I don't think Aston Villa are the team who are going to send them crashing down to earth. Aston Villa surprisingly sold Danny Ings to West Ham, which is surprising for a team that don't really have an out-and-out -out number nine. Although stylistically, perhaps that's not the way that Uno Emery wants to play. He he maybe prefers playing with the false nine, but I don't think that's going to help Aston Villa put the ball in the back of the net. Aston Villa coming to this one having lost six of the last 10 away games in the Premier League. So I think it could be worth opposing them here. As I said, this is all down to stakes. Southampton are desperate. Aston Villa are comfortable. Uno Emery's made a good start to the season, but he's out of the FA Cup. They're not in the AFL Cup. They're not in Europe. They're not pushing for Europe. They're not in the relegation zone. And therefore, I'll take a small lean on Southampton to pick up the win here in this one. Up next, the final game from the 3pm kickoffs. Surprise is not on TV because this is a very important game. It is another relegation six-pointer and it's between two huge clubs down at the bottom as Everton travel to West Ham. And Frank Lampard used to be a West Ham player and they hate him for moving to Chelsea. So some very interesting narratives here. Also, the fact that David Moyes used to manage Everton. So... Big, big mishmash here of, of interest. Plus, of course, we have the relegation six-pointer. Both managers are battling for their job. And West Ham are the three to four favourites to win this at home on the money line. It's 13 to five on the draw. And it's four to one here on Everton. I think the win here for West Ham 
will result in the sacking of Frank Lampard. He's had loads and loads of chances to keep his job. But I think losing this one could be the final straw for either one of these two managers. Everton have lost eight of the last 11 league games. Three of West Ham's four wins this season have actually come at home. Everton come into this one completely goal shy. Everton have scored just once in the last five away games. And four of the last five Premier League meetings have featured just one goal between these two teams. So whereas I do lean West Ham to get the win here, I think the far stronger play is to take the under two and a half goals with everything that's on the line here. I see a tight and cagey game anyway, with um, both teams not wanting to lose to each other as it is a relegation six-pointer. And in addition to that, you just have two teams that cannot put the ball in the back of the net. If they could, they wouldn't be struggling this season as much as they are. And I think for me, the, the under is the standout play here. As I said, I expect a tight and cagey game between these two sides. I think perhaps one goal will decide it. One goal either way. Um, I lean on West Ham to get that goal, but it would not surprise me to see Everton getting it. It would not surprise me to see either manager sat on Monday after after whatever the result is here in this game. Under two and a half goals this season has cashed in 58% of Everton's games, but in 74% of West Ham's matches. So a strong play here on the under. Two teams that can't score. Two teams that lean heavily towards the under and a high stakes matchup that's likely to be cagey. Neither one of them will want to lose points to the other. I think a draw personally keeps both managers in the job. I think it's a slightly better result for Everton who desperately need something at the moment. I don't think West Ham are looking to fire David Moyes yet. Um, I think he did very, very well in Europe last season. They were challenged for the top four as well. He's definitely bought himself some time but the, season, uh, the signings this season haven't worked. He was backed in the market. He got that striker in Skamaka. Uh, he hasn't really used him. It's almost like it's not his signing. And in addition to that, they've got Lucas Poqueta, a huge name. Many people were surprised to see him go to West Ham, but that hasn't worked either. So um, West Ham need to start moving up the table. Both of these teams do, because at the moment, Everton have moved to odds-on to get relegated this season and Everton being relegated from the EPL would be an absolutely stunning development if it happens and at the moment it's odds on with the books to happen uh, at the price of 8-11 to 11. so Everton are desperate West Ham are desperate but for me I'll take the under 45-125 here in this one the final game on Saturday is the game between Crystal Palace and Newcastle where Palace are the 16 to 5 underdogs it's 5 to 2 on the draw and it's 10 to 11 here on Newcastle Newcastle is the the easy way to go here they obviously the team who are higher up in the table but I was a little bit concerned by the way that they scraped past Fulham last weekend they got the late goal yes that's what teams need to do at the top of the table they need to win games ugly but before that, Fulham controversially missed a penalty of Alexander Mitrovic accidentally touching the ball twice before it went in, slipping when he took his penalty. And um, before that, Fulham looked like a better team. So Newcastle were lucky to come away with the win in this one, uh, win that one, sorry. Yes, Newcastle are unbeaten in 14 Premier League games, but I think the key statistic here for me when making my selection is the fact that they have kept clean sheets in eight of the last 10 Premier League games. Crystal Palace have lost four of the last six league games without scoring, and Newcastle have kept clean sheets in the last three meetings with Crystal Palace. I think for these, these things are a little bit more important to me. Newcastle are very, very tight at the back. Uh, Crystal Palace don't seem to be able to score against them. Crystal Palace didn't seem to have an idea as to how to score against Man United. They needed a ridiculous free kick against um, against Man United from Elise to bail them out. 
Um, so without that moment of magic, they wouldn't have scored against United. I think they'll struggle to score against Newcastle here. But at the same time, there's no real guarantee that, that Newcastle are going to score either. Manchester United's goal came from a very, very good free-flowing attacking move. And I'm not sure that Newcastle have that in their locker to open up a very well-organised Crystal Palace team, particularly at home and especially at home where the, the crowd get very much behind them. It's not a great place to go. I went to Sellers Park to watch the Man United game in midweek. It's a it's a very, very old-school, championship-style ground. It's not a Premier League ground. It's, it's quite intimidating. So the Palace fans are really going to get behind Crystal Palace here. It's the late game on TV on Saturday today as well so I think it's going to be difficult for Newcastle I just see a defensive game here I don't see there being lots and lots of goals I think under two and a half goals is my main lean here if anybody ekes out the win I expect it to be Newcastle but it would not surprise me to see a nil-nil draw and I think there is decent value on that selection at the price of 10 to 1 also a little bit of value on Newcastle to nick it 1-0 a lot of the stats point to that Newcastle being unbeaten at 14 having kept clean sheets in eight of the last 10 Crystal Palace losing four of the last six league games without scoring a goal and Newcastle keeping um, clean sheets in the last three meetings of Palace I think all of that points to Newcastle winning this with a clean sheet and if they do do that I think the scoreline would be 1-0 so I think you can make some money here potentially taking the 0-0 scoreline and the 1-0 scoreline to Newcastle as I do think that's where the score will sit but I think the safest way to go would be to take the under two and a half goals as I definitely don't see three goals being scored between these two sides unless we get a complete anomaly of a, of a game and suddenly they start putting the ball in the back of the net at will so um, aside from that happening I think you'll be good with the under two and a half goals here at 45 minus 125. Before we move on to Sunday's games, let me take a second out to tell you guys about Wimbet. Wimbet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. Wimbet is active in a bunch of states and there are a ton of ways to win, including live betting and same game parlays. It's also the NFL playoffs are here. And over at Wimbet, you can get great promos, odds, and there are payouts happening right now. So if you are ready to play, sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100, limited to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you get a $1,000 free credit. That's a $1,000 free credit if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week. There's so much to choose from. All you need to do to get involved is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they actually know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Now, the office subject to change. Terms and conditions available at winbet.com. You must be 21 or older and present. The state will pay for winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Let's move on to Sunday's slate. We start with a game between Leeds and Brentford. Leeds are the 13 to 10 home favourites. It's 13 to 5 on the draw, and it's 15 to 8 here on Brentford. Leeds more so are in a relegation scrap than Brentford. I think Brentford are completely safe, but ultimately, I think both of these two teams are safe, and they're in that position, as we spoke about Aston Villa earlier. They're not going to go down. They're not going to be um, in a relegation scrap, but at the same time, they're not going to challenge for the European places. So ultimately, we should see a game here between two attack-minded teams who are very, very relaxed. And for that reason, I like over two and a half goals here in this game. I definitely think this game could give us three goals at least. There have actually been 60 goals in Brentford's 19 Premier League matches so far this season. That is over 
three goals a game in games that feature Brentford. Both teams have scored in all three Premier League meetings between the pair. Both teams have actually scored in seven of Leeds' last eight matches. And Brentford come into this one having drawn eight of their opening 19 league games. Now, if you're looking at a draw here with the overcashing, I think you'd be looking at a, a 2-2 because obviously a 1-1 would be a losing bet. The 2-2 scoreline independently is available at 14-1, whilst my main lean on the over two and a half goals here where I am following that strong, strong data for there to be goals in this game, is available at the price of 9-13. to 13. So just a little bit better than minus 150. Obviously, a juice selection on the over, but the data definitely says that these two, ga- these two teams are capable of delivering three goals on Sunday, and that's the direction we'll go with our lean here for this one. Up next, we look at the game between Man City and Wolves, where City are the one to five favourites. It's 13 to two on a draw, and it's 14 to one here on Wolves. City should win this, but that's a very short price on a City team who have looked pretty inconsistent as of late. They were 2 0 down at half time against Tottenham until the real City turned up to stop them from losing three games in a row. Perhaps now City are going to go crazy and go on a crazy run, but. In, in en route to doing that and winning this game against Wolves, I don't see them suddenly keeping a clean sheet. So I definitely think that Wolves will be able to score against City. I'd be worried if I was a City fan about their defensive issues, especially when the Champions League resumes. Perhaps they install a stronger centre-back pairing here with, with Ruben Diaz ready to return. I think Cancelo might be ready to return to the back line as well. So perhaps we see a more steady back line, such as Walker, Cancelo, Stones and Diaz. That'll give them a little bit more consistency. I don't think Akanji has settled in particularly well. I think Nathan Ake has never really settled into Manchester City when you're in and out and in and out and in and out and being moved across the back four, either playing at centre-back or being played at left-back. That's not a model of consistency. Pep is known as the, the tinker man and perhaps it's time to settle down with a steady back four and start keeping clean sheets once again. But until he does that, I will take the value on Man City to win with both teams to score. That is a plus two. 200 selection. City shouldn't have too much to worry about with Wolves um, travelling there in terms of winning the game. But clean sheets are the issue. They have conceded in their last three. Wolves have actually scored in each of the last six away from home and have been able to find a way through suddenly under Lopetegui. So I think they may be able to get themselves a goal here. But ultimately, I cannot make a case for them winning, especially after what I saw from Manchester City against Tottenham, cancelling out a 2-0 deficit and going 3-2 up within 18 minutes to go on to win the game 4-2 and to cash our selection on Manchester City on the Asian handicap line, which is what we took over at Lock Betting. So we'll take Man City and both teams to score. This is a plus 200 selection here for this one. Just a reminder, Arsenal versus Man United is covered exclusively over on BetMFC, so we jump over to our final game, which happens on Monday. It's Fulham at home to Tottenham, where Fulham are the 9-4 underdogs here. It's 13-5 on the draw, and it's 21-20 here on Spurs. Now, Spurs are close to odds-on here. Perhaps they will be by Monday, but the way this team are playing, they don't deserve to be odds-on favourites against anyone. Tottenham have been absolutely woeful since they returned from the World Cup break. Antonio Conte looks like a manager who's given up. We're not even seeing that, that real energy from Antonio Conte down the sideline anymore. And it seems like his days are numbered. It seems like even Harry Kane's days are numbered at Tottenham. And they definitely look like a team moving in the wrong direction. But ultimately, 
it begs the question, who is going to finish in the top four this season? Because at the moment, it looks like Man United are creeping into a title race. So you would assume they would go into the top four with Arsenal and Manchester City, who are clear at the moment. And then you look at um, Newcastle being the front runner for that place. That would be a monumental surprise and a huge achievement for Newcastle if they can get over the line, which would mean that Tottenham, Chelsea and Liverpool are all missing out. Is anybody going to break away from that pack and actually make a challenge for towards Newcastle? Because at the moment, Chelsea look a mile off. Liverpool can't seem to get it going away from home. And Tottenham look like a team who are an absolute mess. I would not be backing them here as a favourite against the Fulham team who have massively overperformed. Uh, they were extra motivated for the West London derby against Chelsea. Of course, that's their closest derby, so that's their biggest game. But I also think they'll find themselves some extra motivation here for the visit of Spurs and at home, Fulham are very, very difficult to beat. They've beaten Chelsea already this season. Man United needed an injury time winner to win at Fulham. And earlier on in the season, of course, they opened up with a draw at home to Liverpool. There are actually only two points between these two teams in the table. Tottenham are fifth with 33 points. And behind them is Fulham on 31. So these two teams are a lot closer than you would think. Coming into this game, Tottenham uh, continue to concede the first goal. That's been a problem for them. Whereas Fulham, they continue to score the first goal, which they've done in six of the last seven games. And they've been winning at half time in six of the last seven as well. So I think for me, it's almost an automatic play to take Fulham to score the opening goal here. I think this is going to be a game that produces goals, though, at both ends. Fulham haven't kept a clean sheet in eight straight matches in this fixture. And we've seen this fixture go over two and a half goals in six of the last eight with both teams scoring in four of the last five. Historical data isn't really something I want to look at too much in this game because there is a, a lot of um, changing with the cogs here. The players constantly change at Fulham. We've got a completely different team from the one that got relegated a couple of seasons back and came back up. But um, I think there's enough data here to see goals in this game. And I will take the over two and a half goals as my main selection for the game at the price of 7-10 to 10 with a small lane on Fulham to score the first goal because we have the data there. Tottenham keep conceding the first goal. Fulham keep managing to score it. So we'll ride that data on both sides for Fulham to score the first goal and you're actually getting that selection at a price of 6-4 to four plus 150. So you are unquestionably getting some value there as Tottenham continue to start games poorly. They started the game poorly again in the North London derby. They actually didn't start great against Man City either but Man City weren't able to find that fluidity to score the opening goal and Tottenham managed to score not just one but two goals against the runner play. I think that half-time lead definitely flattered Tottenham. I think we saw um, more so the direction that Tottenham are heading in in the second half as Manchester City took them apart. And I think here Fulham will definitely be good for a goal at some point in the game. As I said, it's a small sprinkle on the first goal, but the main selection has to be on over two and a half goals for me here in this one. The Monday night game between Fulham and Tottenham. Closing out with your lock on the show. Spent a long time on the last game, but funnily, I actually held some stuff back because I have even more to say about Fulham and Tottenham. And that's the reason why the over two and a half goals in that game on Monday night is your lock here on the show. Fulham have only failed to score three times this season and only once at home. Fulham have scored in nine of their 10 home games so far this season and they've actually scored twice or more in seven of those 10 games. However, their XG tally against, so expected goals that should have been scored against them so far this season, 
would actually see them in the bottom three if there was an expected goals table. So they are giving up a lot of chances and they've been lucky that more haven't found the back of the net. In Tottenham, you do have a more clinical team, at least on paper, when you look at these players like Kulovevsky and Richarlison and Son and Kane. Tottenham should be more clinical in front of goal. And if they get those chances, Fulham could be in trouble. They have managed just one clean sheet at home so far this season. And away teams have managed to score twice or more on five occasions, which is half of Fulham's home games. And that includes Bournemouth, who also managed to score twice at Fulham. Eight of their 10 home games this season have seen both teams scoring, with nine out of 10 cashing this selection on over two and a half goals. Surprisingly, despite the fact that Tottenham are seen as a negative team and Antonio Conte is seen as a negative manager, only Manchester City can better Tottenham's goals per game tally of 3.36 goals per game. So Tottenham's matches are producing 3.36 goals per game and only City's matches are producing more than Tottenham's matches. Tottenham have also seen both teams score in 11 of their 19 matches so far this season with our selection here of over two and a half goals cashing in 11 of Tottenham's last 19 matches or sorry, in 11 of Tottenham's 19 matches so far this season. So as I said, despite the fact Antonio Conte is seen as a negative manager, Tottenham's games are producing goals. Fulham's games are definitely producing goals. This is a selection that is cashed, as I said, in nine, 90% of Fulham's 10 home games so far this season. So we'll definitely ride all of that data. This is a game that Tottenham will definitely be looking to win. Fulham are already safe this season. They don't need to play with a handbrake. They haven't played with a handbrake all season. So they'll attack the game. They'll be going for the win in front of their home supporters in this London derby. And Tottenham will be desperate for one. So I think we'll see a wide open cagey game that will be in line with the statistical data. And the over two and a half goals should cash for us here at a price of seven to ten here in this one. That's it for me and this edition of the EPL show. As I said, don't forget to check out BetMUFC because that's where you'll find a preview of Arsenal and Man United. Good luck with all of your bets as always, guys, and thanks for listening.